How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. And it is Alexander Mitrovic, the main man, stepping forward. But can David Marshall keep him out? And Marshall has saved! Yes! One big yes! It's a happy ending for Scotland for a change! Oh, God. Hello and welcome to the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joe Sked and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Craig Kearns. How's it going, Craig? Good, Joe. How are you? I am well. I have had a shot of Pfizer in my arm and I, uh, so far, I've not had any real uh, side effects except from kind of weird feeling in my, my arm. I've got mine coming on Sunday. I seem to be... Despite being one of the oldest in the terrace, I seem to be the last, if one of the last to get it. Um, I, there's lots of younger people getting it before me. I don't understand what's going on. So disgrace. I think it's to do with. I think it's to do with like the local health board. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in so the south side of Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, you should be front, uh, front and center <laughs> to get it done. Uh, so yeah, that that that's what's been going on in my life, except from. Um, football and preparing for our, our, our Euro shows. So the first one that I went out on the main feed yesterday it was looking at Group D, Scotland, England, Croatia and Czech Republic. The rest being informed by Craig Fowler will be behind uh, the, the paywall to so be on uh, Patreon uh, over the next 10 days. But this is almost like a just a continuation of yesterday's podcast or an add-on if you will because we wanted to talk about Scotland and the Netherlands and so we just thought we'd get our heads together talk about that and maybe touch on the fact that six players or seven players essentially were missing because of uh, well John Fleck tested positive for COVID and six players who were uh, deemed to be in the vicinity of Fleck where uh, were have basically I think they could have played because they all tested negative but I think there was just a case of uh, not risking them so yes 2-2 with the Netherlands probably should have been a deserved win what were your what was your feeling going into the match because for me I was kind of 
not let down. I was a, a certain part of excitement uh, kind of dimmed because the fact that Shea Adams and John McGinn, uh, particular, uh, weren't going to be playing because I'd quite like to see a bit more of Shea Adams, especially with uh, London Dykes together ahead of the Czech game. But it was uh, it was it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, my initial thought was that I thought that before the disruption, I thought that we were going to see pretty much the team that starts the first game of the tournament against the Netherlands and maybe a bit more experimentation against Luxembourg about that. Whether that was a plan or not, I don't know. But whatever the plan was, it was disruptive. But I think I think uh, last night shows a bit of a victory for the system that we have. There's obvious deficiencies in our team. We've got some players that aren't the same ability of quite a lot of... Uh, other national sides but I think last night showed to a large extent both in an attacking sense and defending I mean I know you can point fingers for uh, for the goals and stuff but I, I I think there was a lot to be encouraged with there and the system shows it shows that we have a system first I know I keep saying the word system but we have mm. that first and individuals seem to be able to drop in and out of that and you've seen that with a number of players last night I mean Cooper must now be in the conversation for starting the tournament after that performance but going into the game I didn't know what to expect because of the disruption I maybe a little bit of me feared the worst because if everybody had been fit from what I'd heard about this Dutch side they don't seem to have been doing that well under Frank de Boer after Koeman sorted them out they seem to be doing really well for a while I think they had a really impressive Nations League under him or something and then he left they've not quite been the same under de Boer and they were missing a few players last night or one or two maybe and were experimenting a bit um, and had to make early substitutions so while in, and as what I said in the last show as well about um, some of these friendlies will be played at a slower pace as may, than maybe some other previous tournaments warm up matches but even taking all that into consideration there's a lot to be encouraged with with Scotland there Just on the Netherlands before we kind of focus on Scotland I was it's down mainly down to my ignorance because I don't pay as much attention to European football as, as I used to do I like, used to like to think I was up to date with certainly the, the main leagues the main runners, runners and riders especially when it got to European tournaments so there's 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 kind of a nice uh, I'm looking at it as a, a nice thing going into the Euros is the fact that there's a lot of players I've never heard of and don't know and I was the same with the, the, the Dutch so there's, there's going to be uh, while other fans who do pay attention won't be surprised by certain players performing well or uh, breaking out uh, I will be and that's what I thought when I seen the Netherlands teams like there's, there's a lot of guys in here I've, I've, I've never heard of um, and they're, they kind of lack names and what, but the, the one name uh, certainly one of the names I have heard of Memphis Depay and the fact that it, the tax seemed to be centred around him for the Netherlands I thought that's that that's an issue but I've been been told and then his performance last night uh, backed up is that he's, uh, he's, he's a lot better than he's a lot more reliable and trustworthy than he was uh, previous uh, in, in years gone by. They're but actually, just on that, by the way, they're actually not that far off being a one-man team. There's a lot of quality players mm. in that team. And obviously with Van Dijk, they would be a much stronger proposition as well. But they have the likes of Frankie de Jong and they've got a lot of good players. But from what I've looked, from what I've seen from what I've looked at so far, they're not far off being the pie being the main man and then... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm reluctant to say that they don't have much else other than that, but they're maybe not getting as much from some of the other bigger players that they should. 
Yeah, you, you go down, go down the, uh, the history of the Dutch team, and you've always they always seem to turn up at a tournament with a lot of kind of glittering array of uh, attacking stars. Then they all have a pagger amongst themselves. They all have a pagger, yeah, and there's uh, always a, a, a fallout uh, in shoes. And you, you mentioned De Jong. I had to double check that he was playing because I know he went off earlier, but uh, early in the game, but he, just, he, he didn't really seem to influence it. And getting back around to Scotland, I think the the word I would use for the the, the ninety minutes is encouraging. Everything you've you said about the, the system. The good thing about Scotland is that the system. Everyone knows that it's got a platform and a base, so they're like there's a strong foundation there, and then is the. But there's also versatility within that strong uh, foundation. When we go into the, the final third, uh, depending on the personnel, it can it can change in terms of uh, basically the attacking dynamic or the ha- attacking structure. On top of that, I was listening to Craig Gordon this morning. He was just talking about how, and it does go back to something we mentioned on the uh, on the group preview about the kind of the squad mentality or the squad spirit he said just how close close knit a squad they are and he kind of skirted around this year about just how how much the players know what's expected of them because he was he was talking about how yes we're missing some key players so you've got McGinn McTominay uh, she, she Adams Stephen O'Donnell probably would have uh, would have started um, potentially one more uh Marshall David Marshall potentially potentially. and he just said how last night showed that there is depth to that squad that if there is someone missing there there's someone waiting in the wings to come in and they know exactly what they need to do we were talking yesterday about um, Turnbull Patterson Gilmore that he wasn't taking them just to make up the numbers and Turnbull showed Mm. last night that he's not there to make up the numbers either that was a really good performance from him I mean it was a very good team performance but there's lots of people that you can pick out individually from that Armstrong was great already said Cooper Um, yeah Tierney was absolutely brilliant oh my god yeah one mistake and listen there were a few mistakes in the game as well but if you're going to make mistakes and learn from them these are the games to do it and that was Clark's first friendly match as Scotland manager so He's not had a lot of he's had not had a lot of room to experiment with. Experiment, really, yeah. he's had to do it early in competitive matches when we saw kind of like heavier defeats to to Russia and Belgium and things like that. So, again, yeah, it just it all comes back to being really encouraging that he, despite those mistakes, despite Henry letting Wijnaldum off him. But um, I mean, we scored two really good goals. There were really good goals that we scored. I think it's, when you, you can't you take in chronological order. I was really impressed with the start we made. That was that was so. It was just such a positive start, and the, the, the goal, the goal itself, showed a lot of that kind of positivity. Is the the, the pressure on the ball, and it's something that I do think the Scotland team has in it is that they can really cause uh, a can really cause opposition teams a lot of trouble trouble by pressing them because I think you look at the makeup of the squad and yesterday there was uh, Turnbull's mobile Christie is willing to, to work Stuart Armstrong um, is, again he's got, he's got a great engine uh, Dykes will uh, run his arse off there uh, James Forrest can do it and then basically the whole team just really mobile and there's a willingness to win the ball back and I do think Scotland can hunt the ball hunt uh, can hunt the opposition really well and you've seen it with the the, the first goal I actually want to pick up on McGregor because I thought he was 
out of all the Scotland players, he was the poorest. Just, I think he was in the position he was playing. Yeah, he was a player that really couldn't be slack with his passing or uh, or, or ponderous in possession. And he was on both of those accounts, especially the, the first half where he got his pocket picked two or on two or three occasions. But you seen it with the the goal. He didn't have a direct impact on it, but the ball gets played into Depay and Depay is being pressured by uh, Jack Henry so he's got I think Jack Henry coming up from the rear and then there is another player who is escaping kind of in front of him but then I think Depay kind of wanted to take the touch and maybe go left but then McGregor was already on his way coming in and it's like it, it did seem like Depay kind of noticed him was like, and it almost put him off and that's what led to the loose touch and then the, the the goal itself. So you could hear the you could hear the coaches on this at the sideline, Steve Clark as well. We just constantly uh, praising the praising players for putting the pressure on the, the Netherlands and making it really difficult for them. And that's 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 the thing, thing with Scotland. I think a key part of our identity should be our willingness to be absolute shits. Uh, an absolute pest and just make it so difficult for opponents by getting in their faces not allowing them to turn not giving them time on the ball and I was so encouraged by that last night yeah and we now have quality and confidence to do things in the final third as well we're by Mm. no means the finished article I, I, I want people to know that we're not getting ahead of ourselves here we're still measured but I was quite positive on the group preview that we did and last night mm-hmm. I just feel fueled that even more because I was thinking well if, if we can go toe to toe with a nation like the Netherlands like that then I mean we, we've got to be quite happy with ourselves going into this tournament I mean it's a it's a mental boost if nothing else despite it being a friendly I mean those players are going to take a lot from that oh yeah absolutely I think I would imagine Steve Clark, who was rightly annoyed with the, the the officiating, probably one of the first things he said when he got back into the change room is, uh, "We're sat here disappointed that we've only drawn with uh, with, with the Netherlands, who are a, a massive uh, kind of footballing nation, which is something that we can, that, which is something it's a it's a huge positive because it wasn't the, the result wasn't luck. There was." It was a almost a victory for uh, individual quality and that kind of team ethic, the team system, uh, that the identity that that's building. Because even even after the not long after the goal, there was another brilliant move to set up uh, London Bikes with uh, involving James Forrest and, and and Ryan Christie as well. Yeah, you mentioned London Dykes. I've got a hair update if you want it. Oh yes. So he was asked by four four two if he had any plans to have a special hairdo for the Euros or the England game in particular. And he said, I'm not quite sure at the moment. I'm a bit crazy with my hair, but I don't really plan it. I can be sat at home at 9pm, then 20 minutes later, cutting it all off or getting it dyed. It could be wild for the Euros. It might not be. We'll have to see. And then he goes on to say... loads of spare time uh, when they are away. Does, so surely, yeah. surely one of, the, one of the teammates are going to coax them, coax them into... Into doing it, and then he finishes by saying, "We may have to get some blue in there somewhere." Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's happening. That's happening. So a salt iron on his head. Do you think? Imagine that. Just uh, instead of the 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 Romanians at ninety eight World Cup, it's just the uh, Scots with all salt irons on the head (laughs) at uh, at Wembley. He would probably look good with it as well. 
he would be the only one that would look good with that. I think he uh, he is he's the type of he's a type of uh, personality and um, handsome guy who can pull off just about any hairdo. Before we finish off, can we? Because uh, I need to go back to work. But can um, we talk about Kevin Nisbet? Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot to like about his his performance, and I wrote about today is that he is. Everyone kind of knew he was third choice striker coming into it because we got we got three strikers. I think he would have understood who was third choice striker. But what a, what a choice to have! Yeah, I know. Uh, he's just kind of he's just got back to form at the right time as well, and he just. He just looks like the kind of player that's got a bit of everything about him, and he he knows how to be in the he knows how to sniff out a goal. He knows how to be in the right place at the right time to sniff out a goal. And we talk about all the young players coming through and um, getting their debuts and things like that, but he's one of the players that still should be considered among that crop as well because he's only mm-hmm. had kind of fleeting appearances here and there and. While he's maybe a couple of years older than some of the other guys we're talking about there, he's kind of his career kind of stalled for a little bit. His kind of the his in his kind of development stage, he's maybe a couple of years behind because he kind of I think uh, went off the rails is a bit strong, but because he kind of yeah, he, he, he's he's a medic saying that his diet wasn't right, his attitude wasn't right, mm. he was going out too much. I but off the um, rails this makes it sound like you're, yeah. you're going on weekend binges and stuff like that. In a, in a modern sense, then yeah, off off the rails. But I think he's he's a medic that, that as a as an, a top level footballer, he has missed out on a, a couple of years, and he can see that he is a, a player with a upward trajectory who can play at a higher level just the way he one of his first involvements was the way he took the ball in and he, he got he got tackled but he won the ball back and shifted away then the the goal like I said predatory instinct but it was a touch to set up uh, set up David Turnbull and there was a couple after it where he just everything he did was really smooth and he just a complete I think he's a different dimension to Dykes who ran his arse off he's always going to do that Dyke uh, Nisbet's a bit more I think you're probably thinking a bit more reliable when you fizz the ball into his feet. Is that I think everything's a wee bit more, wee bit more slick and joined up. Whereas uh, Dykes, it can sometimes be a bit, bit of hit and miss when it does go to his feet. Uh, but like I said, there's we've got three very good striker options, which is uh, which which is mental considering that you guys, like not that long ago we're like, oh, who the fuck's going to be? Hopefully Lee Griffiths is firing all cylinders because we've got no no one. It's insane, but we're going into a tournament with three strikers who are scoring goals. It's such a turnaround in um, a short space of time. Another reason to be excited. Yeah, and again, it's so we've got uh, Luxembourg coming up on on Sunday. I would imagine Marshall likes it, will come back in. Gordon, I kind of, I don't know if it's been harsh on him with the goal, but to me, he. he looked, sorry, I think he looked annoyed with himself. Yeah, but he didn't listen to him afterwards. He didn't. He didn't mention that. He, he didn't really get that across. He was saying the ball set up right. Someone kind of ran across his vision. He needs to look back. Whether it was a his teammate or a, a Dutch player, but it was a, it was the Dutch players who were at the end of the wall, and he was a bit too far, probably a bit far over to his his, his right because the ball. You set up the wall there to cover that right-hand side, so you're looking after the left-hand side. And it's, it's one of those where if he dives to the left, I think he is probably keeping out. He's, he's, he's good enough for that. But, yeah, going back to what I was saying, Marshall will probably come in, and you've got McGinn and McTominay coming in. So McTominay was sat on the bench, I'm guessing, because of his Euro, Europa League final exploits. I think he picked up uh, a knock as well. I think he might have been carrying a knock. 
Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that might have been the case. He wasn't used at all. So, okay, it's, it's so encouraging. And I was speaking to uh, uh, speaking to a boy, you know, and I'm, I'm coming round. You know, we we're just talking about McTominay. I'm coming round to the idea that he is going to be uh, centre mid, especially like you said with Liam Cooper playing so well, Jack Henry coming on the, uh, coming on so well, and obviously Kieran Tierney is probably the first name on the team sheet. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough of Kieran Tierney. He's just he's just unbelievable. I, I felt vindicated in saying yesterday that our Tactics is just get Kieran Tierney to do stuff when he was knocking it 20 yards past, like inside that uh, right back, right centre back channel uh, of the Dutch and then sprinting onto it and winning corners. And yeah, he's just, he's just fucking brilliant. He's just absolutely brilliant. I, I can't, I can't get the words. I, I just can't speak highly enough of Kieran Tierney. He's absolutely sensational. Andrew Robertson, uh, Andy Robertson having a key impact in the final third, which is uh, which is really positive and considering his um, he is he sometimes almost a decoy for Kieran Tierney. So there, there there's so many so many positives to come out of that game. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, I'm looking forward to, now. Really looking forward to the game against Luxembourg, whereas pre the mm. Dutch match, I uh, wouldn't have been too fussed about it because like I said I thought it would have been our more experimental side it's got to the stage where you're kind of looking forward to seeing whatever teams out there and just seeing that momentum continue to build yeah exactly I'd like to just see the same system but with different players and yeah but it might now would be surprised if it now more resembles the team he's going to start with against the Czech Republic yeah I would, I would imagine I was, I, was, I was kind of thinking why play Luxembourg because you're going to be expected to have a lot of the ball and that's not going to be a case for probably Scotland in the tournament but probably for the, the Czech Republic game uh, I would imagine if, if there's one game Clark will be a bit more um, a wee bit more uh, attack minded uh, for want of a better phrase then it's going to be the Czech Republic game and Luxembourg's probably the ideal time to kind of set up yeah, and we, we, as we discussed before, we're at home. There's going to be fans there. We're going to be, the fans are going to be, they're going to be causing them to go at the Czechs. There's going to be yeah. roars for them to go at the Czechs in that game, and and even more so, even even more so because fans haven't been there for so long. It's like yeah. it's like I just want foot attacking football. Yeah, and I think Clark will probably want to approach the game like that anyway and make it that we take the game to the Czechs you'll probably see that as maybe one of the few international matches or one of the few matches at this tournament that we're going to be able to do that that will be kind of brought on even more so by the by the fans in there yeah I, I think we've got a really good chance going into this uh, game I, I feel much more confident saying that after watching how we played last night without a number without a number of our starters our top players just thinking that Czech Republic game, neutrals coming away, uh, well, watching it across Europe, thinking <laughs> Scotland are there. Uh, when did Scotland turn into Marcelo Bielsa's chili? Yeah, I'm sure I saw something today, but is there not like some Dutch analysis that um, says this is a please make this the worst that gets or something like that? So I, I think I think that sounds like they still think we are what we were two, three years ago or something like that. They still think that we are like this meek outfit that's kind of got in through the back door of the Nations League, which is true, but we <laughs> have improved along that way. We, If you think about where we were when we lost 3-0 to Kazakhstan, because we, we, we un improved under Strachan and we got to a point where we weren't, we just weren't good enough 
quite good enough, sorry, to get into a, a tournament. And then we just, we nosedived under McLeish. So Clark took us from quite a low ebb to where we are now. And he picked up the, the playoff from McLeish. But um, if, even though we've kind of gone in through, as I say, this back door against some pretty favourable teams, let's not beat around the bush. It was like Albania and Israel who we struggled to beat. And then Serbia, we got a really poor... Serbia team or at least they performed very poorly on the night but we have improved over that and it looks like there may be nations out there and I'm not it, this won't extend to managers and things like that but they're not going to under, underestimate us but there's probably some fan bases and some media and things like that around Europe that are going to underestimate us and and hopefully they're in for a wee bit of a shock yeah, I was going to say, I want, I want every uh, every nation we play to then, essentially, if we get a good result against them, basically say, this is the lowest, this is our lowest step, or this is our idea. I want I want us to be uh, looked upon across Europe as a lot of Scottish football fans look upon, like Livingston or uh, Hamilton Ackies, where uh, they get beat and they start making excuses, or there's like an ex- the existential crisis, and we're just, we're just loving it. Yeah, bring that on. Perfect. Well, I think this is our ideal place to wrap up and allow you to get back to work Craig so thank you very much for for your time nice one mate and we'll be doing the next group stage pretty soon yes so we'll uh, if you want to check out the group D preview it is up on the Terrace main feed if you want to listen to our previews of the other groups and then our back catalogue of uh, episodes then sign up uh, to our Patreon so it's patreon.com forward slash Terrace podcast I think there's uh, if I'm right two, five and seven pound options I would urge you to check those out and I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff going up on both feeds during the Euros so once again thank you very much and enjoy the Luxembourg game when it comes Excellent mate Nice one, there we go Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.